You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Kim Daily TV. I have a super special guest for you all today. A man that in my mind needs no introduction, but his name is Jim Oliver. He is the founder of Create Tailwind. He is the most abundant person Kim Daly has ever met. I first called him mentor, but now I am blessed to call him friend. Jim Oliver, welcome to Kim Daly TV. Wow, what an introduction, Kim. Thank you so much, and I'm uh, excited to be here with you. I'm excited to have you because if we're going to talk about wealth, building wealth, and not just wealth, but generational wealth, right? There's no better person on the planet that I personally know than you to talk about building wealth. Today, in this episode, I want to talk both about the mindset of building wealth because that's something that I've come to learn And I spend a lot of time talking to candidates about when they first come to me and they're, you know, tired of working for the man or they've been let go or laid off. And they're thinking about having more control over their money, their income, right? That's it's a switch in a mindset, right? So I spend a lot of time talking about mindset and I hear a lot of people talk about, I want to build a legacy for my kids. And I, I have to kind of talk them down from the legacy being the specific business to where the legacy really is the role model that you become the moment that you stand up to your dream, the moment that you become a business owner and change the conversation around the dinner table. So it's all around mindset. But then I also want to talk about the practical tools. How do we actually build generational wealth? Is there is it ever too late in our lives? So this is what I want to cover in this episode. I want to start by having you introduce yourself, your a little bit of your past and what you do at Create Tailwind and your podcast, Breakaway Wealth, uh, to the followers of Kim Daily TV. Absolutely, Kim. Thank you. Um, you know, my background, I grew up very poor, Kim. So money was always this elusive thing. And it was always this mystery. So when I went to school, I wanted to go to school so I could become... Um, try to understand money. So I went to school. I didn't, no one taught me about money. And then the things that they taught me, well, they were wrong because what I was taught, and I'm much older than you are, Kim, is is to work hard, get a good job, and then um, try to move up in your career and then someday retire, right? That was my life plan. You know, um, Stephen Covey said, start with the end in mind, that was the end in mind, right? That's how you die, playing golf and uh, and pickleball in Florida, and then you just die, right? And <laughs> so I thought, your, okay. Living off of your stock portfolio or your 401 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and so I started to study money, and that's what everything directed me towards, Wall Street, Wall Street, Wall Street. So for 15 years, I did that, and I got $700 million under management. I was charging 1% because I was a really good money babysitter, Kemp. 
So 1% seemed like a bargain to me that you'd pay. But I realized that I wasn't creating wealth for anybody. I wasn't creating wealth. So I analyzed all of my clients, the ones that really had serious money. And it came down to two things when I did this, is real estate, which is a business by the way, and business owners. Those were the two things. So I said, wait a minute, why am I telling everybody to put all their money in Wall Street when the wealthy people, they own their own business? So then I started to say, well, you know what? I kind of own my own business, but do I really? And I, and I did, but I wanted to own more businesses, right? So I realized that the only way that I could do this is at some point in time, I have to stop exchanging time for money. So what you're saying, that mindset, it's all about how you think. And I thought that putting people's money in diversified portfolios in Wall Street and you know all this other stuff that makes me wealthy, but not you wealthy, right? Because I'm a really good money babysitter. Remember, babysitting money is profitable. But I had to change my thinking. And I started to teach people that the only true way to have wealth is to own your own business. And it could be a real estate business, but you have to own your own business. So that's what I did. I changed my whole thinking because how do you own your own business? And one of the things that I discovered is that banking is the most profitable business in the world. So whatever business you're in, you should be in that business and you should be your own banker. Are you thinking now is the right time to take control of your future and your finances? Investing in a franchise business could be the perfect move for you, whether you're an entrepreneur, a savvy investor, or you're looking to escape corporate America to own your own business. My franchise consulting services are totally free to you. Please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now, back to the show. So it's like a cliffhanger. What do you mean, be your own banker, Jim Oliver? <laughs> what does that actually mean? Right. <laughs> now, guys, well, you... before, before he continues, let me just say that what you're about to learn is so radical. Like, I've been involved in what he's about to teach you for three years. And even last night, I was calling him with questions because... It's such a deviation from, like Jim said, he wasn't the only one who was taught to think like that. We all think like that until we don't, right? And many of you, when you come to my channel, you're in search of that first foray into business ownership through a franchise, or you're already an entrepreneur or a real estate investor, and you're looking for diversification because you understand that truly wealthy people own their cash flow and build equity and create tax advantages. So that's why you're here listening in the first place. But now he's about to tell us about one of the very best and practical tools to building that wealth and getting your money moving. Um, and so go back to your story, Jim. Okay. So one of the things that I discovered with the help of a great mentor, R. Nelson Nash, was that we finance every single thing that we buy, right? We either pay interest to someone else or we give up interest that we could have earned. Now, this is kind of a stealth thing. You don't see it, right? But you have to know that it's happening. And what I mean by that is if I go pay $100,000 for something, 
like I go buy a car for cash for a hundred grand. It's not the hundred grand. It's what that hundred grand could have been. What if I would have put that hundred grand and started my own franchise? And I grew that franchise into a five or 10 or 20 or $50 million business. Now, how expensive is that car? But, but what if I could use infinite banking and because I put this money in this tax shelter, this specially designed insurance contract, now the insurance company has to give me their money to go buy the car. And then I could pay myself back just like the bank would demand I would pay myself back. I would be honest banker with myself. If I'm willing to pay the bank, why wouldn't I be willing to pay myself the principal plus interest? And if we look over our lifetimes, Kim, the money and the demand and the need that we have for finance way outweighs our need for investment, especially in Wall Street vehicles. You, it's all about how you think. So you have to think like a business owner. E even before you're a business owner, you have to run your family like a business. So when, you, when somebody says, by the way, and I love franchising because the, the objection I get is, Jim, I don't know how to run my own business. And, um, and I say, well, you know, so, so think about that. Because whoever controls the money makes the money, right? Is w compared to what? I'm going to either own my own business and learn how to do it. And wh who would I learn how to do it from? Somebody's already done it, right? I mean, that's what Tony Robbins says. Find somebody who has what you want and do what they did. I mean, that might as well be the, the hashtag for franchising right? Yeah. Is, is, is you find it and then you expand and then you improve on it, right? How to run the business more efficiently and grow and you'll figure it out. But you, is, you have, you have a partner that already knows how to run a business. So like, it, and so I, that's one thing I really like about that, but and this is why banking, we are such great friends. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> somebody's going to be the banker in your life, Kim. It might as well be you. And if you understand how banks make money, then you would want to be your own banker. Because let me just give you a quick little example. There's only three players in the play of banking. You have the depositor. They take money down and they put money in the bank. Now, Kim, when you deposit money in the bank, is that an asset or a liability for the bank? Oh, you asked me this question. So to the bank, it's an asset? It's a liability yeah. because they haven't done anything to make any money. But that's what everybody says. You know why, Kim? You've been taught I knew that. I knew that. I was just setting you up. I was just setting you up. <laughs> I appreciate that, too. I know you know the answer to that See, question. See, guys, I've been involved for three years, and I still would fail the test. <laughs> no, she would not. She's doing great. She has a ton of money in her own bank, and she's putting it in motion. So she's doing way better than she gives herself credit for. <laughs> and so you take money, you deposit it at the bank. It's a liability to the bank, but how do they turn it into an asset? They loan it to a borrower, okay? Now, in 2016, and that's a long time ago, in 2016, the, these numbers are stuck in my head, and I don't want to recre recreate them because it goes up and down. Bank of America charged borrowers an average of 5.2%, and they paid depositors an average of 0.2%. Now, our consumer brain says, well, that's only 5% they're making, no big deal. But Kim, you know that's not how a business works. A business works like this. You take the cost, you divide it into the profit, and that's how you figure out your profit margin. Well, 0.2 goes into 5.2 26 times. 
That means the profit margin is 2,600%, Kim. Does that sound like a business that you could operate profitably? <laughs> now, Sounds like I'd be doing better than SVB. <laughs> you would be, right? You have to not be greedy and you have, can't be woke. Can we say that on your show? Uh, and so uh, <laughs> so think about this for a second, though. There's only, Just like there's only one pool of water in the world, there's only one banking system in the world. It's all interconnected. So Kim, you have money borrowed or deposited at the bank, but you borrowed money from a bank, then the bank's really making 2,600% more than you with your money, remember you're the depositor, from you. Now, if anybody realized that was happening, they wouldn't do it. So again, it's all about how you think and you're awake that you, not woke, you're awake that you understand how money works. I'm trying to understand people. I'm trying and I want you to understand because this is a very important topic. If you're going to make all that money, you got to do the best thing you can with that money so that you could really build the wealth and own and control it. And it's all about controlling your own money. So, okay. So let's talk about the practical way that infinite banking works. Right. Okay. So let's say you're a business owner and I'm just going to use it as a business owner. Okay. Okay. You put money in this tax shelter, this specially designed insurance contract. And Kim, it's designed like a bank would design Boley, bank owned life insurance, or a corporation would, would design Coley, corporate owned life insurance. It's designed for cash, not for death benefit, but there's plenty of death benefit, as you know, don't worry about that. I'm worth and a then, lot more wait, if I die than I am right now if I stay alive. Yeah, I'm not going to tell your boys <laughs> as they get older how much mom is worth. But uh, uh, so you put this money in there. Because you put this money in there, the insurance company has to give you their money with an interest-only loan. So then I'm going to go buy equipment for my business. I'm going to go pay my franchise fees. I'm going to go pay my payroll in the beginning or whatever it is from my insurance contract. And as revenues come in, I'm going to flow it back into the insurance contract until I need it again. And when I have windfalls, because every business owner knows they have windfalls, right? And a lot of businesses are seasonal. So when those things happen and I have this excess of money, I'm going to hold it in the insurance contract so that I can use it again. I'm not going to hold it at the commercial bank so the commercial bank can go loan it out at 26 and make 2,600% more than me. I'm going to do that, right? So I keep on doing that. And then as I buy more franchises, I buy more businesses, I'm going to flow all of the money back into my bank. Because Kim, what's the most powerful bank in the world? The Your you bank. Own? The <laughs> Wait, bank you, you own. The because, bank I okay, own. I got it right. I got it right, guys. You I got, got it right. right. <laughs> you got it right. Now, Kim, who? Okay. So think about a business, right? Because this is the banking business. Remember, we want to be in two businesses, the business that you run and you make money in and also the banking business. But the customer of a business doesn't have to make an investment. The owner does. The customer never gets the profits, though. The owner does. So when I start this business with you, I know that I'm going to get the I'm going to get the interest that I'm earning from the equipment, from the lease, from whatever I want to flow through my infinite banking system, I'm going to get the profit from that. And I'm going to get the profits from the business, whatever my profit is at the end of the year or at the end of the month. And I'm going to run it through my banking system. So I get both, which means, 
you know, when you start a business, you make an investment, you make an investment in time, money, both, whatever it is, but there's a reason for that. It's on the other side, right? It's the profit. And you own it and you control it. Owner, very important. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're ready to take the first step in exploring franchise opportunities, please reach out right now. My franchise consulting services cost you nothing. Email me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now, back to the show. Going back to building generational wealth, how does an infinite banking policy uh, lead, as a practical tool, help a family build generational wealth? Great. So one of the things about wealth, and remember I said I grew up, I didn't know anything about money. There was no one to teach me about money. One of the greatest gifts that anybody gave me, R. Nelson Nash taught me how money worked. He taught me how banking worked. He taught me how to think about money. So the way that you build generational wealth, one, it's about how you think about wealth and money. But number two is it's doing the practical things. If your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren never walked into a commercial bank to take a loan, if they had infinite banking policies on those older generations that they were allowed to borrow money and pay it back with interest, right, instead of going to the bank, and that they were going to inherit either the death benefit or cash value of those policies that the older generation owns someday, that's how, and I want to think at least three generations ahead. The infinite banking system will create wealth for generation and generation and generation because it's a mindset. The same thing that you're talking about when you say, I want to teach you the mindset of a business owner to own a franchise because I want to guarantee you that you're going to have success. I know you, where's your compliance at? We can't guarantee that you're going to have success, <laughs> but, but, but I want to give you the best chance of success, right? It's the same thing. If I take over the banking function, I teach my kids to take over the banking function and I never, they never walk in to Ford Motor Credit and pay them seven or 8% over four years because Kim, that seven or 8% is a lie. It's, it's, it doesn't matter the interest rate. That's a distractor. It's the volume of interest. When you take out a mortgage for 30 years, in the beginning, over 80% of your payment is going to the bank as profit, it's interest. So if you earn a dollar and you gotta give me 80 cents, do you care what your interest rate is? Yes, no. No, <laughs> no, you, no look, you earn a dollar. Okay. okay. And I, if I said, hey, Kim, don't worry about it because your interest rate's like 1%, no big deal. Okay. But no you gotta give me 80% of that dollar that you earned. Then I care then you care. And it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. It's the volume of interest. So when I go buy a car, it's around 25% of every payment that I is going to go to interest. So would, if you knew that was happening, would you do it? No. no. <laughs> what if you could pay yourself 25% of that interest? Yes. And what if you're paying yourself 25% and the, and the insurance company is charging you interest only a 4 or 5%? Well, wait it's a minute. A that sounds like what the bank does. <laughs> yes. Okay. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. 
for those out there listening, did you catch it? Because <laughs> listen, I've had this conversation with the, this conversation with Jim multiple times, and I still, you still see me listening very closely, trying to follow. You know, I was a science major. I'm not a finance person or even a business person. I've been pretty successful in spite of that. But this conversation, while it intrigues me, it baffles me. So I'm in it, and I'm learning as I go because I trusted that this sounded like the best thing to do. And I'm beginning to deploy my money. Last year, I was offered an opportunity to make an investment in a company. So I took out the uh, some money from one of my policies, from one of my banks of daily, and deployed it into a business that is giving me quarterly dividends, that then I can flow those dividends back to the policy to make up for the money I spent so I can keep having, replenishing that. Am I saying it right, Jim? Yep. And And the question I asked him was, do I have to pay back the money that I took out? And I hung up the phone last night thinking, no, Kim, you get to put the money back. Right. So let me, let me answer that question with a question. Okay. Uh, Which oh. I don't like when people answer questions. <laughs> don't don't direct the question at me. I don't want to be on the spot. It's my show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the question and you don't have to answer. Then I'm going to, then I'm going to turn it around and I'll answer it. If you gave me the same opportunity. Okay. Okay. So Kim, if I would loan you a hundred million dollars today and your only obligation was one year from today, you got to pay me $5 million of interest. Would you take the loan? You would if you knew what to do with the hundred million. <laughs> yes, my kids would figure it out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, that you know we don't need them. You know, with the seventy foot you know boat and stuff. Okay, I mean we're we're gonna. All right, so let's let's turn it around. And Kim, let's say that you made me that offer. You're gonna loan me a hundred million dollars, and the only thing that I have to do is I have to pay you five million dollars in one year. And by the way, if if you're open to this, we can talk after we record and we we wrap up. (laughs) So I'm guessing the answer is going to be no. (laughs) No, no. uh, (laughs) You don't want to loan me a hundred million. Okay. So if you did loan me a hundred million dollars, and that were that's the terms, I got to pay you five million dollars of interest one year from today. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go take your hundred million. Then I'm going to find a seller or even the bank if I have to. And I'm going to buy $500 million worth of real estate. Now, when I buy real estate, I, I want at least a 5% cap rate. But more importantly, what I look at is 25% cash on cash. So I have your $100 million, and that's after debt load. So I have your $100 million of cash. I expect to make $25 million, right? Minimum. Now, experienced real estate investors would tell you that number needs to be closer to 40 Okay, but I'm just saying, let's make the math easy, 25%. All right, so I'm going to make 25 million bucks over the next year. And at the end of the year, I'm going to call Kim Daly and say, Kim, I've got your check for your 5 million. I'd love to buy you dinner. I'm flying to New Hampshire just to take you to dinner and give you your check. So we have dinner and at the end of dinner. Joke's on you, Kim. (laughs) Right after dessert, right? Because I know that you like dessert. Is, is... Right after dessert, I hand you the check and you say, well, Jim, you want to pay any principal? You want to pay back any of the loan? And I say, nope, see you next year. 
because I'm making $20 million every year with it. I only have to pay you five, right? I'm netting 20 million bucks. I'll do that for the next hundred years. Who cares? I'll never pay you back any of that principal. So that's the kind of loan that you have as an owner of the policy. The insurance company does not own the policy. You do. It's a unilateral contract. They can't change anything. You can do whatever you, you can do all of the provisions inside the contract, which is one of them is take a loan for up to 100% of your cash value. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> All right, Jim. So if somebody was interested in setting up an infinite banking policy or even asking you some very basic or very advanced questions about infinite banking, how do they find you? The easiest way is to join our community because we have this community and we have this really special woman that's going to be uh, have a course on there very soon. What is her? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's... Uh, the lovely Kim Daly is going to have this course. Okay. So we have courses on there. We have education, how everything about infinite banking, the best book on infinite banking was written by not me, R Nelson Nash. And I teach you the book in one of these courses, right? I go page by page by page by page. You can back it up. You can say, what did he say? All of this stuff, right? It's free. Kim, all this education stuff is free. Go on there, check some stuff out, and when you're ready, send us a message. There's a, a way to go on there and reach out. So it's community.createtailwind.com. Or if you just go to the app store, whichever one you use, and you type in create tailwind, all one word, it'll come up, download the app. They're gonna ask you a few questions. They're gonna say, you're gonna request to join, as long as you're not spamming us, we're going to approve it. And then you got access to all of this material for free and see if it's right for you because it may or may not be right for you. I don't know. And, and you can find out for free because a lot of people have heard about infinite banking, but they think it's just to finance their cars and their vacations and stuff like that. They don't know because most of the people teaching infinite banking don't know how to create wealth, but wealth, as you said, Kim, starts with an abundant mindset because the world, God, and my belief system wants to give me everything that I want and more than I want, right? I just have to get out of my own way. So for those of you who are inspired to learn more about infinite banking and really one very practical tool, as well as a mindset wrapped in a mindset of building not just wealth, but generational wealth, I highly encourage you to follow Jim's advice and go to community.createtailwind.com. Thank you so much for being my very special guest today, Jim Oliver. Thank you, Kim. I've enjoyed talking to you as always and happy to be part of your show. Until next time, my name is Kim Daly and I want to be your daily coach. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.